Set your faces to fun and hold on to your buns. Let's talk Star Trek, the next generation. With Charlie and Megan, shut up, Wesley, you're dumb. So come on, set your faces to fun. Welcome back to Set Phasers to Fun, everybody. <laughs> that sounded like a funeral dirge. Like, we regret to inform you that our podcast has restarted. <laughs> there, there's been some, some news since our last recording session. <laughs> and uh, we're a little down. It's true. It, we're, um, we're not going to go straight to the utopian future that we had sort of put our no, hopes on. No, there's been a substantial detour <laughs> what we're really sad about is that the new star trek series has been pushed to tbd oh my goodness um but there was also uh you know an election or whatever i guess but there's no election in star trek times <laughs> <laughs> didn't we decide once that they're like a it's like a benevolent dictatorship the federation yeah, pretty much I don't know how else it would work, but man, we have been gone for a while, so glad to be back. We have a number of things to deal with. Yes, it has been a while. Let us dive right in and set our phasers to listener mail. Founding super listener Josh uh, tweets in. We haven't heard from him in a while. He says, a, a real tweet storm. Oh, he says, after a hiatus of my own, I'm catching up on Set Phaser's pod, and boy, let me tell you, I knew I was missing something. <laughs> I am choosing to take that as a compliment. <laughs> and not a, I knew something was going on. Uh, so thank you, and welcome back, Josh. Glad to have you. Um, Josh, there's been a hole in our hearts. Um, it's been a Josh-shaped hole. So, uh, he says, he five or six years ago, he began rewatching TNG, which is about the time, I guess, we did. Sure. Being born in 85, he fell in love with its reruns and wanted to see it all. Naturally. Boy, so you were a young'un if you were watching TNG back in the day. I guess you watched the reruns, so. Megan and I were old enough to watch it. First run. <laughs> Appointment television. Uh, he says, I'm now at the end of season three of my third watch through. Uh, my recent, you've watched it the whole thing three times through? Wow! That is impressive. Because um, that's a lot of just, episodes. He just watched Menage Tro Troy. <laughs> Any episode with Luoxana is hilarious, but the icing on the cake was Picard's acting and poetry recital to save her. <laughs> we'll get into that. We will dive into that one. Season three is legit awesome. He says, uh, love your quick and dirty episode reviews. Nobody likes Pulaski, not even my husband, who is a non-hardcore Star Trek fan. <laughs> so it's that's true. Anyone who walks, you know, just kind of strolls by a television goes, well, I don't like her. Ah, I'm suspicious. Um, uh, and she, he's, his final tweet is, uh, topic suggestion, bring back FMK for special guests episode focused characters as a part of each episode voted hard watch. Oh. So... Good. We'll, we'll, yeah. We'll, maybe when we wrap it up, we'll do a comprehensive FMK. Uh, and we've talked about changes in formats around once we're done with our episodes. So we'll, who knows what 2017 is going to hold for set phasers to fun. Listen, if Could the one it, thing that 2016 has taught us is that 2017 is off the rails. Anything goes. We're just going to like fly by the seat of our pants. We can take nothing for granted. We can't take for granted that podcasts will exist by December 2017. So we're just going right. to get crazy. We're 
gonna embrace the wild west that is the terrain today. Let's back up even before Josh tweeted in. Brystifer. Hey, Brystifer. His question is, what do you guys think of my fan theory that the Borg are what happened when V'ger merged with the bald woman from Star Trek The Motion Picture? <laughs> if I remembered that, I might have a little bit more to say about it. <laughs> here's, here's what I can tell you is um, when I was in college, my roommates and I somehow found ourselves with um, half a mannequin that we found discarded in the streets, as you do in college, and the mannequin um, was bald. And so we placed her so that when you opened our front door, she was right there and it looked like she was jutting out of the wall in a sort of physically impossible way. And um, she startled many pizza delivery folk, which was her uh, the point of her being there. And her name was Viger. So all of which is to say, Brystever, is just chew on that for a while. Just think about that. Think about how that story relates to your question, and I think you'll find the answer. <laughs> the Oracle of the Plains has spoken. <laughs> Someone please make me a t-shirt that says Oracle of the Plains. <laughs> Wait, is that Warren Buffett? Oh, no, yeah. he's the Oracle of he's the Oracle of Omaha. You're yeah, he's the, the Oracle, Oracle of, of Omaha, but he and I, we could have an Oracle off. Nothing is beyond your power. You are the overseer. I will prove it. And Bryce's second question, asked not ten days ago, was what is your favorite TNG movie? Mm, it's I first contact, I have to say first contact. Absolutely. I mean, it's just kind of an, it's not even a question for me. I would, yeah, I would go first contact, um, insurrection. Yeah. Nothing. (laughs) Nemesis. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Nothing being like, let's reflect on a hill about what life would be like if there were no next gen movies and it would probably be fine. Right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but we did meet a young Tom Hardy. Well, you know what? There you are. We are excited to dive into part three of our episode guide season three all right season three so as a little bit of backstory um season three is when they changed uh showrunner and so they made that person made the show good good job good job which had previously not been i don't know who that was it doesn't matter um also notable about season three, just overall, they switched to the two-piece uniforms. Yes, we get out of the zippered onesie, which is probably for the best for all parties. Right. Um, it's a distinctly unflattering look. <laughs> that's right. And like Picard, these are, this is a good-looking cast, and it's still distinctly unflattering. Yeah, and this leads to the Picard maneuver, which is where he pulls his tunic down every time he moves. Uh, we're going to meet some real humdingers of characters that are going to come back this season. Um, the show, uh, let's see. Um, boy, and the biggest news, after a rough year, Bev is back. Yeah. some shoehor- shoehorned in excuse. That she was like the head of, of the hospital, and now she's like, and I'm, I'm done with that part. Right. 
And you kind of want a whole spin-off show of like like Trapper John MD, but it'd be Gates McFadden MD. Like she's at no. the hospital cracking wise and cracking sternums. Um, I rewatched a couple episodes uh, and there's a, a good Beth moment I want to talk about. Great. Um, uh, there we go. Okay. So, episode one, Evolution. <laughs> Wesley and his goddamn nanites. <laughs> so, there's a whole, as, as, as frequent listeners and watchers of Star Trek know, right, there's a whole subgenre of episodes called Wesley Saves the Day. But my favorite subgenre of episodes is Wesley Imperils Everyone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh,. This features uh, Data talking like a crazy bunch of nanites. And he's like, oh, Cubans voice. Um, it features the guy from Scrubs as a mean scientist who likes baseball. Yeah, uh, that's right. I think Guinan, is this Guinan's first appearance? This is Guinan's first appearance. And may I say, I love the way that they handle Guinan and that they're like, we're not going to explain her. We're just going to assume that she's been around. And that way we can just cut straight to the bartender wisdom and awesome hats absolutely that's the way to handle that uh so that's a just for the what a striking turn it is from the worst episode of the series to a real turn a complete turnaround a real 180 this is a hard watch yeah for sure definitely um episode two is called the instance of command uh where data has to go to a planet that's about to be blowed up Oh no! Uh, there's like a no, somebody either trying to take over their planet or a sun is gonna explode or something. Let and Data's see. like, "You guys gotta get out of here." Oh right, uh huh. And a lady falls in love with Data. Oh right. <laughs> and this is a really weird one because um, if you watch it, the the head of the colony, like the president, um, he, he the way he talks is really strange, and I found out afterwards. They dubbed his entire voice for the. He doesn't have a one spoken line of dialogue. Wow. That made it from the set. It's all, um, it's all redubbed. Wow. So it's really strange. It's really uh, upsetting. Yeah. Well, this is a watch, I think. Yeah, definitely. I love this one. The survivors. This one's great. Uh. This is uh, one of those wackadoo episodes where you're oh, like, yeah. what is happening? Um, they find a planet that's been destroyed except for one house. And yeah. It's a mystery. One tiny little house on the whole planet. Picard figures this out almost instantly and doesn't tell anybody <laughs> and just decides to like, He's like, play I cat and mouse play, for let 40. This play out. Yeah. Uh, but it's really good. And the it's two people mystery. who are living there, right, in this house, the whole planet's destroyed, but there's two people. And their names are like, I can't remember her name, but his name is Kevin, which I just think is yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh-huh. just such a banal, ordinary name. You're right? It's like Steve. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not some space name. It's not and Gartok. It's Kevin. She, she's she got a space name. He, just Kevin. Yeah, just Kevin. Uh, so, yeah, watch that one. That's a good one. Yeah, super good. It's these um, old, old people are like, leave us alone. <sighs> and they're like, but it's a mystery. We must solve it. Um... Who watches the Watchers? This is episode four. Um, that is where they, about like a, like the Federation's like spying on a, a new planet, 
or a planet with like primitive people. Like I guess maybe maybe oh. medieval looking people. This is the one where Picard becomes a god. Yeah. Smart yeah. choice, planet. Yeah, good people. job. If you're gonna worship somebody, Picard's the way to do it. Uh, starring a young Ray Wise in kind of Vulcan style makeup. Good job. As the guy. Um, you can see uh, Riker and Deanna get uh, get zapped down there too in yeah. the little face their they, face masks. They get prosthetic y with it. That's the other thing about the show. They make it seem like you can just go in, Bev will do some plastic surgery on you, make you look like anybody, <laughs> and then with no recovery, and then you can be immediately zapped back to the way you were. <laughs> that's, that's pretty pretty rad. I would be doing that constantly. Like, I feel like a Cardassian today. <laughs> and just freak everybody out. <laughs> these these, these uh, big, thick, corded clavicle cords are all the fashion <laughs> this year. My clavicle hoses. Maybe there could be an episode where Wesley decides to do that himself to freak everybody out and uh, gets stuck. And he's, a Card- he's like a Romulan and he has to... <laughs> Like, everybody's trying to kill him on the ship. <laughs> He's like, I was, this is good. I was trying to reenact the ancient uh, holiday of Halloween. And it's, and my nanites betrayed me. And now I'm stuck. And everyone's trying to, to kill me. And if only they knew that I was Wesley Crusher, their ire would disappear instantly. <laughs> Shut up, Wesley. And Data would say something like, we've never encountered a Romulan this nerdy before. <laughs> he must be a defector. <laughs> yeah, that's a big watch. Yeah, watch it. Um, so far, we've been, all of these are watches. Yeah, I, I, I'm real curious to see if we get a skip on this one. Yeah. Um, the Bonding is episode five. Um, there's a horrible accident on an away team mission, and a lady is killed, and her orphan son is left. Uh, thing, but then the planet has some other energy people, and they make themselves look like her, his mom. So then, it must be very confusing for that boy. This this one is fantastic, and this is in the subgenre of like let's use space to talk about our feelings. Like that's what this episode is, and it's it's Wesley sort of confronting his latent anger over Picard for maybe being culpable for Jack Crusher's death. Maybe like there's some of that baggage, right. and Picard's right. like cut the crap, Wesley, and it's so great. It's just a great yeah. one, and yeah. it's all like the ethics of grief and blah blah. And it has maybe the. Uh, quintessential Bev moment uh, beamed the dead crew lady directly to sickbay. Um, they say, Dr. Crusher, emergency. The door's open. Bev just strolls in <laughs> and casually stands over her body and goes, yep, she's dead. She's dead. I don't have Too to rush. Too much damage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this episode stays. was also written by Ron Moore. Yeah. So Good job, Ron Moore. Good, good job, Ronnie Dog. That guy's got, <laughs> that guy's got a future. <laughs> Um, Booby Trap is episode six. Um, <sighs> we've talked about it ad nauseum, but this is the Leia Brahms episode. Oh, this is the Leia Brahms. <laughs> so this is a hard watch, if only to get all of our jokes. Yeah. Um, the Although I love it when they go on the old ship and everyone's just like frozen in time. I mean, it's like tens of thousands of years old or something. Yeah. Uh, and so that's fun. But then... 
Jordy goes full on creep. <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> and and there's no um there's no rationale for it. That's not kind of creepy. Yeah. This is one of those where the benefit of hindsight, like I liked I still like Jordy a lot, but I liked Jordy much more the first time through and multiple yeah. viewings. I'm like, yeah, Jordy, that's th- just unconscionable what you're doing. Like I can't I can't get behind you. I just got the double meaning of the episode title. Just got it. Good work. <laughs> um, directed by a lady. Let's shout out to Gabrielle Beaumont. All right. Good job. She's like, I know how to stage um, creepy stalkers. <laughs> That's the visiting dignitary talk. What's the inside story? Off the record. Access denied. Personal logs are restricted. Great. Another woman who won't get personal with me on the holodeck. The enemy. Oh, this is the one where they find a Romulan. Yeah, two Jordy episodes in a row. Is this the one where... What happens in this one? They, like, he's on an away team, and the, the planet's all lightning-y, as they all are. Sure. And there's a Romulan down there. Oh, and this is the one where Worf won't... The, the Romulan's gonna die. Uh, Jordy and the Romulan are stuck, and Jordy's like, come on, let me help you. And the Romulan's like, F you, Federation scum. Jordy's like, you're going to die and you're dumb. And so they end up working together. That's right. They end up working together and then they get off the planet and then the um, uh, Dr. Crusher is like, okay, we need an infusion from Worf to help this guy live. And Worf's like, no, I won't do it. Which is really like, like, again, ethical conundrum disguised in space. Yeah. Uh, This is a great episode. Um, and it makes you think about it. Like, what would you do if the people who killed your parents needed your help? Yeah. I'm like, screw that noise. Yeah. He's got a point. Just yeah. not to say that he does the right thing, but, like, his argument is very interesting. This is a hard watch. Look at this. We're seven episodes yeah. in, and they've all been watches. Definitely. So if you're on the fence about Star Trek The Next Generation, but are inexplicably listening to this podcast anyway, and you're like, I tried <laughs> seasons one and two, and they just seem cheesy. Maybe go to season three fall in love with the show and then go back uh this also is an episode where they just casually forget they have a replicator unless you can't make blood i don't know right what's that about maybe you can't make ribosomes or whatever i understand i understand the storytelling need for that uh the price uh is episode eight where uh there's like a wormhole this is another the replicator could if they just gave this planet a replicator (laughs) all would be solved um uh, so they're trying to get the rights to this wormhole so they can go to somewhere else. And uh, Deanna falls for the slick-talking galactic super playboy. Yeah, who's a kind of a con man. Uh, who's also part Beta Z. Yeah, that's right. And he hides that from the negotiations. Right. Yeah. Oh, moral, uh, moral quandaries. Left yeah. and right, season three. Then the ninth episode, The Vengeance Factor. That's a good one. Riker meets a space lady who turns out to be not what she appears. It's a good one. Many negotiations. Notice here we have this lovely theme of like Starfleet as negotiators or like like you know shuttling negotiators back and forth. That's a whole other subgenre of episodes. The negotiator right. episodes. So this is like two yeah. negotiator episodes in a row. Good stuff. Yeah. And then we go to another one maybe. The defector. There's a Romulan officer. 
another Ron Moore episode. Oh, this one is great. This one is a hard watch. Oh, this is heartbreaking. Because the Romulan defects, and there's a lot of like, is he really defecting or is he a spy? And there's a lot of like hand-wringing about it. Right. And then, but he's like, I have this terrible information and I have to, uh, you know, inform you or everyone will die. And then it turns out, I'm spoiling it, but I'm going to anyway. Um, it turns out that the Romulan had been fed false information because they suspected he was going to turn. Mm-hmm. And so it's like he left his family and abandoned his country for nothing. And it's just like the Romulans are the devious, awful, but like chess masters. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like when the Federation yeah. versus the Klingons, the Federation's going to win every time because the Klingons have honor and they're big, de- delicious fighters, but the Federation are just like craftier, but the Romulans are craftier than the Federation, I think. Yeah. Which makes them the, a harder enemy. They seem to exist only to really be a thorn in the side. Like, I don't know what they do other than just be menacing. Mm-hmm. But they're great. Yeah, they're good at it. But they're menacing in the I-also-enjoy-opera sort of way. Right. Which is the most menacing. Opera-loving is the most menacing. Sure. They all have those little opera glasses. The Hunted. Oh, now, this is a hard watch, if nothing else, to get our business unitard joke. Because this is... (laughs) Business unitard city is where they go to. Uh, (laughs) There's something else about a genetically modified soldier. That doesn't matter. Oh, he's the guy, he's on the run, and all the business unitard people are trying to track him out. Yeah, hard watch. Hard yeah. watch. And he's super good at avoiding everybody and causing confusion. He's great. He just doesn't fit in their business unitard world. No. Here we are, back to Bev, the high ground. Which one's this 12. one? Uh, Bev goes, like, they're on a planet, they're, like, at a cafe where there's a bombing. Um, I believe, I think this is, like, an IRA allegory. Mm-hmm. So there's a bombing. She gets kidnapped by their leader, who looks like the guy from The Nanny. (laughs) Uh, And they've got, like, they can warp around. Like, they have, like, instant subspace transportation or something. But it's killing them. Oh, yeah! Yeah! It's another negotiation. Why are you guys fighting? Yeah. the the thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a good one. That's good. That's now, here we, we're getting now, episode 13, is my favorite episode of the whole series. Because I'm sure. a child. Because I'm a total child. And yeah. ultimately a creature of comedy. And this is my favorite, favorite episode, which is Deja Q. Well, I love this episode. Uh, it's got everything. It's it got does. Corbin Burnson. Beautiful Corbin Burnson yeah. as a Q. <laughs> so, so this is the episode where Q loses his powers. And... Um, uh, wishes to become human. The other Q continuum uh, transport him to the Enterprise, and the Enterprise is now stuck with him. And Data tries to teach him how to be human, and it's just full of like genius laugh lines and brilliant ethical quandaries about whether or not Picard should help Q or believe Q, um, because Q is such a dick most of the time. Yeah. It's just fantastic. It's a good one. Most quotable uh, episode in the series. A cloud, I think, is chasing Q. Yeah, because he's pissed so many people off, and now that he's mortal, the people are coming out after him. And there's a great, there's this great scene between Guinan and Q. Yeah. Because we're like, oh, Guinan, she's the peace-loving, give good advice, sage bartender, and then she like sticks a fork in the back of his hand. Right. In this like delicious like f u q. Oh, so delicious. Mm. And Q is like scared of her. It's great. Yes. 
before even before the knife stabbing, the fork stabbing, she's yeah. um, he he is wary of her. It's great. Yeah, it's so good. My favorite one. A matter of perspective is episode fourteen. This is the Rashomon Commander Riker Space Ladies episode. A space station blows up, and Riker is charged with the death of a guy. <laughs> this is the one where the wife is like. Oh, Riker, you're the only one that can ever understand my pain. And then in the later tellings, she's like, Oh, Riker, quit seducing me. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty good. We never established what the truth was about that part of it. That's true. We found out what really happened at the station, but we never found out. Was Riker... I thought it was no- a little, little from column A, a little from column B. Yeah, that's probably right on. She was lying. You could tell. Well, I didn't sense any deception from her. Megan, you're not going to believe this. Mm. We're at one of the best episodes of the whole series, and it also premiered exactly 17 years ago today. What? What? It's, of course, yesterday's Enterprise, <sighs> where the Enterprise C shows back up, and they it causes a rift, and then all of a sudden Tasha's back. Yes, and everybody carries phasers, because in this timeline... The Federation is much more militarized. It's full of little juicy little nuggets like that. And they're at war with the Rom- the not Romulans, the Klingons. They're at war with the Klingons. Yeah. Yeah, hard watch. These are all yeah, good. So good. So good. And saves the day again. Yes, because she's like, we're not supposed to meet, Tasha. Right. Oh, yeah, that's a great episode. The Offspring. Oh, this is one where Data gets a kid. Yeah. Data builds a child, and then chaos ensues. Apparently. Right. And so another ethical dilemma. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's a good one. Yeah. This yeah. one's directed by Jonathan Frakes. Jay Frake. Good job, Jay Frake. I like in that episode that um, Dana gives her a choice of what she wants to look like between three races, and uh, she picks the one that requires the least amount of prosthetic makeup. Yeah, good. Well, you know what? She's, mm-hmm. she's, um, she's low maintenance is what mm-hmm. she is. That's right. You know? She's a practical <laughs> robot. Practical Android. Good job. Sins of the Father. I don't remember the specifics of this one. This is the Worf. one. This is the one um, where Worf, right? The the where Worf takes the fall for the destruction at Kittimer. Right. And um and so they they turn their back and he becomes disgraced by the Klingon, which is a huge deal. But he takes the fall because he is told. If he doesn't take the... Like, his his father was not a betrayer, right? So Klingon's whole thing is, like, if your dad did it, then you're also out, right? And so um, his father's accused of being a betrayer, which led to the massacre at Kittimer. And that's not true. But the real betrayer is, like, politically protected, and they're afraid that if they... If Worf exposes the real betrayer, there'll be a Klingon civil war, and blah, 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 blah. So Worf takes the fall for for the good of the Empire. The good of the Klingon Empire. And it's, um, like, Worf is the, like, he's, like, the most honorable, even as he is dishonored. That's a good one. Boy, isn't it so quaint to imagine a, like, a society where you could be dishonored? And the, yeah, and then you're, <laughs> right? <laughs> that you could do something and the rest of us would be like, yeah, that's, that's bad. Trump is Duras. <laughs> Trump is, is Duras, and, and the rest of America is one giant shrug emoji. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's, he's lying. Yeah. <laughs> Allegiance is episode 18. We're um, on episode 18 already. Flying through because they're all they're all winners. They're all they're all so good. Um, I barely remember this one. Um, 
Oh, this is the one where Picard gets put into prison and replaced by a double, by the aliens who want to, spoiler alert, who are trying to find out what it's like to be human. Oh, yeah, this is great, because he's in the, he's put into prison with all these other prisoners. Yeah. And, um, and it's one of those, like, inevitably one prisoner is going to eat the other prisoner unless Picard logics their way out. Right. And the Picard back at, the fake Picard back at the ship is, like, saucy, which is yeah. kind of great. Um, yeah, that's yeah. A good he like one. comes on to Bev. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, Bev, get in my get in my shorty robe," and Bev's like, "Oh, my 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 stars." Oh, yeah, it's a good one. Um, here comes Chip Chalmers with episode number nineteen, <laughs> Captain's Holiday. Fave of the pod, Chip Chalmers. Uh, Picard stays a little spicy when he goes to Risa. Yeah, treasure hunt. This is the Vosh episode. He meets he meets Vosh. He meets Vosh. He, uh, there's some, there's a lot of shorty pajamas worn out in public. Mm-mm, delicious. There's some time travel. It's a, uh, it's a good one. Yeah, all the way around. This is fantastic. Tin Man. Oh, good one. Yeah. There's a guy who's sad. He's an empath, telepath. I don't know what the difference is. Uh, but they meet a spaceship that's actually a thing, and it's uh, it's really good. Yeah, this is a good one. These are all good ones. Hollow Pursuits. What's that one? Barclays Holodeck Addiction. Oh, these are great! <laughs> these are great episodes! I think some of my uh, favorite episodes might be in season three. I'm discovering this now. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, comedy gold. So we meet Barkley. He is addicted. He's terrible at his job. They want to throw him off the ship, but it turns out he's addicted to the holodeck. Yes. Uh, it's it's a high comedy. It's a good... It's, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. Um... Oh, this next episode, The Most Toys, is fantastic. This one is legit scary, I thought. Yeah. This is the one where Data gets kidnapped by uh, this, like, impish little collector um, who likes to have, like, one of anything. And, like, he wants Data to um, wear a little outfit and perch on a little shelf and and comply. And Data's like, I am a life form and I have rights and you can't treat me this way and the way that he oh it's just all like you know chess psych psych chess it's great I think part of that is um, we're kind of the show has come out of the thumb of Roddenberry so there's able to be drama and conflict yeah uh, so everybody gets along on the, sh- the ship but this guy comes along and he's like I'm not playing by your rules I'm gonna kill my own assistant and I'm gonna treat you badly yeah deal with it yeah. Uh, it's, uh, Your it's values nice... are not my values. We're at episode 23, and they've already been all good ones. Yeah, Sarek uh, has got a Vulcan crazy-making disease, and he is old, and he is ready to fight. He basically has Vulcan Alzheimer's. Yeah. And it makes him kind of lose his cool. And so Picard, he's like, why don't you just dose me with your Vulcan Alzheimer's? We'll mind meld. I'll, I'll go crazy while you be calm and do these negotiations right and it's basically a chance for patrick stewart to chew some scenery which he does and it's delicious he chews it like a yeah. nice steak like everybody yeah. get on board sarek um yeah good one good one uh here's another funny episode uh menage troy uh <laughs> where loxana and uh deanna and Riker get kidnapped I want to talk about, very briefly, the outfits that they're wearing when they're on their space vacation that they get kidnapped in. 
because Riker is wearing a purple blouse that is open to his navel and parachute pants and Troy's in some kind of weird alternate ballet uniform and they're strolling hand in hand through a garden I'm like wait are they together what's happening they- and then they get they get taken by the Ferengi my favorite thing about Troy and Riker is they're just kind of like they, they've taken the sort of the concept of no labels to like the nth degree they're like we're just pals and we also sex each other when we feel like it but we don't get hung up when the other one wants to sex somebody else and it's totally totally fine and cool they get to wear space blankets when the Ferengis take away their clothes oh it's fantastic because the Ferengis don't let their ladies wear clothing yeah that's right because the Ferengis are gross or do they have some they have some good idea. <laughs> some good idea. <laughs> uh, oh, that's terrible. Gross. Um, I apologize to everyone. <laughs> I don't like the sound of this mother. I believe I can control him, little one. So the next is Transfigurations. This is another Crusher episode. Oh, the guy, like, the guy's hurt real bad, but he heals himself, and then he turns into a golden unitard wearing super being oh sure is this where she uh, falls in love with her patient no she does fa- she fall in love with him I don't know they definitely Bev makes cow eyes at whoever comes through the medical bay yeah get it Bev take that uh, you don't have any ethical quandary about that no jump on it so that's a watch yeah obviously. for sure um, and then I think you could skip this one the next one we found one to skip Best of both worlds. That was just a funny little joke that I did. <laughs> that, is, that is a hilarious um, joke because this is unskippable. It is the maybe the best episode. It's the cliffhanger. <sighs> I remember, Charlie, when this cliffhanger aired. And it was a legit cliffhanger. Like, we had to wait months before the, se- the yeah. next episode. It wasn't like you could just hit, you know binge watch on Netflix like you just had to you had to wait and I right. remember being like out of my skull like climbing out of my <laughs> body being like what will happen I must yeah. I must watch sure. more television yeah exactly that's how they get you yeah it was really good uh, this got a shout out from the Walking Dead creator people were really mad I guess at the last season there was a big cliffhanger on that and uh, he said well you know Locutus did it <laughs> um, no patience anymore but um, yeah so the Borg show back up they're in the fight of their lives the Borg are legit uh, scary they're kind of like zombies yeah so yeah guys just watch season 3 I guess it's the Cliff Notes version of this episode guys. that's right we went through 26 and let's just note 26 episodes in season 3 like yeah. that's a lot of television that they made and all Every... of them are all of them are watches if you want Charlie, in my opinion. single one of them. So what have we learned, Charlie? What have we learned today? We, we have learned that season three was very good. Yes. Good job. We have learned <laughs> that Wesley is annoying. We have learned that Kevin is a silly name to give an alien. We, <laughs> <laughs> we have learned that Riker's libido is going to cost the Enterprise <laughs> consistently... We have learned that Riker can wear um, a down-to-the-navel purple blouse and still get some on the reg. 
<laughs> That's what we've learned. He's like, take your gender norms and flush them down the toilet. I wear what I want. I got a beard. I'm Riker. I'm going to I'm gonna get it if I want to get it. We have learned shorty pajamas are the way to go. For real. Especially if, you're, if you've got the gams of Patrick Stewart. And we have learned that you can enjoy the um, sartorial hilarity of a business unitard and still be like, how's that fugitive going to break off of that prison planet? This is, the, this is the many pleasures of Star Trek The Next Generation. You get the ethical dilemmas. You get the serious character inquiry. You also get the intentional comedy and the unintentional comedy. You get, it's, it's a, it's a, I don't know what the four version of trifecta is. Quadfecta. But that's what you get. It's a quadruple threat. Yeah, that's right. It's a, it's a quad, quadular eclipse. Um. Some good times. We've learned that Ron Moore is a is a real good good boy. Do you think that shiny boy? Do you think that Ron Moore had a beard? Do you think he grew his beard just being in the proximity of like the Riker beard and was like, I got this is the way to go. I think Ron Moore had a beard from birth. (laughs) Like Ron Moore's beard formed before he did. (laughs) Megan. Yes, Charlie. This has been episode 25 of our little podcast. All right. We've almost made as many episodes as there has been episodes in season three of Star Trek The Next Generation. It's our silver episode number anniversary. Oh, wonderful. So thanks to everybody for your um, your submissions, your questions. I hope we answered them all. Did we? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we did. Sure. We, you know um, what? We provided answers. Whether they're the answers to your questions is it open for debate. That is right. We definitely have talked for an, an amount of time. <laughs> Megan. Yes, Charlie. Do you have anything you want to promote? Oh, I do. I do. In fact, that's a matter of absolute fact. Uh, my new show, my new solo show, the hilarious and also touching Lady Macbeth and her pal Megan, I take it on a world tour. It's going, let me tell you where it's going. It's going to Roanoke, Virginia. It's going to the Fort Lauderdale Fringe Festival in Florida. It's going to the Cincinnati Fringe Festival in Ohio. And then, and then Charles, then it takes its victory lap at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in Scotland in August. You're doing it at Edinburgh? I am doing it at Edinburgh. That is awesome. Thank for you. For a whole month? For, for well, well we're dates to be determined, but we're definitely going. We're in the, in the finalization of the details, but I'm definitely going. And in fact, I'm currently rate doing my very first crowdfunding campaign in order to get me there. So y'all should check out uh, LadyMacbethShow.com for more details or MeganGogarty.com will also uh, take you there. Well, that's very excited. I didn't even know that. And that is a set phasers to fun exclusive. <laughs> it's happening. So yeah, let's see Megan off to Edinburgh. If I may plug some stuff. Please do, Charles. Which I, I may. You couldn't stop me if you wanted I to. I wouldn't if I wanted to. Number one, um, I helped some friend, some mutual friends of ours out with a little film called Old Lang Syne, uh, which is now available for you to download. Kim Diltz wrote it and she's in it. And she started it. Fantastic. So if you head over to Vimeo, you can download that for a low, low price. Also, I made a short film called American Bigfoot. Oh, listen. I don't know. Viewers, listeners, I've, got, I've seen this. 
and I will just say it is legit hilarious. You need to get on board with it right away. Uh, I made Megan watch it as she was exhausted, and I did not realize it at the end of the night when she came to L.A., and I felt really bad about it. No, I loved um, it. It gave me the energy to get through the rest of my L.A. trip. I would just think fondly back to American Bigfoot, and it would spur me on to greater heights. It was fantastic. That's very kind of her to say. Uh, uh, one, Bob Cat Goldthwait directed it. Um, it's, uh, it's a good picture. He's an up-and-comer. He is an up-and-comer. He's, he's got a future in the biz, I think. Well, guys, this has been Seth Phasers to Fun. As always, please get in touch with us. We beg you. <laughs> um, our email address is setphasers2funpod at gmail.com. Yeah, it is. Our Twitter handle is at setphaserspod. We love your your tweets. It's true. It makes us feel alive. Guys, thanks for listening. Yeah, good work, everybody. I will take my leave of you now, Captain. I do not think we shall meet again. I hope you are wrong, Ambassador. We shall always retain the best part of the other inside us.